Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Cantina Mekis podcast, our regular Thursday night time slot for the first time in who knows how long. And uh, uh, people actually uh, you know, in their homes, in the studios, and not driving in the, on I-35 on the highway. So it's good to be with you guys here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Jagu. Glad that you joined us here live on our YouTube page, and of course, you can uh, listen to this by downloading it off of iTunes on their podcast center or as well as Google Play. Please, uh, put a couple of reviews if uh, you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, please uh, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing on the Cantina Mechis podcast and, uh, we will, uh, take the, uh, criticism, the praise, whatever you have in stride. So we do appreciate, uh, y'all who have given us reviews. Thank you very much for that. Lots to get to tonight, uh, as always. Uh, joining me here on the Cantina Mekis podcast is Juan Aceves. Joining me from Irvine, California. Sounds like you're uh, getting ready to have a have a cocktail there, Juan. Yes, it's a Guinness. Oh, oh my! So it's hey, a Guinness trout. Are you gonna Are you gonna pour it over the spoon so you have a nice uh, nice frothy head there? Uh, I'm not that fancy, Yon. I will let it sit for about a minute. I see. So, Joel, are you, is it a, is it a celebratory Guinness because your 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 super chivas were able to advance last night? No, it's it's a it's a cantina Guinness because uh, we become quite forgetful when we don't drink yon. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It needs <laughs> something to help prep, prep the mind. <laughs> this is our this is like our spinach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I used to have a, a, I actually did get to go to Ireland uh, way back when. Oh, nice. St. James Kate. In the, in the early 90s, I went to Dublin. I went to Kilkenny. And, uh, we went to Cork. I think we went to Cork as well. I kissed the Barney Stone. But one of the cool things is that all over Ireland, the, uh, you know, the little, little shops and stuff, they, they would sell the old, uh, Guinness commercials, uh, oh. Guinness posters, whatever it was. And one of them said Guinness for strength. So, you know, you're only, you're, you're doing, you're doing yourself a, a favor to make this for you. Helping your body. You're growing more. So. Oh, yes, all, the, all the vitamins and minerals. <laughs> anyway, Koyan, uh, so, uh, so, so Chivas, uh, glad to have you on, on, on the podcast here as always. Well, hopefully we will, uh, have more uh, participants moving on. Of course, uh, you, the listener, please, uh, join us on the podcast. I'm going to chat with you, Koyan, manage the chat, uh, Pretty regularly. I, I have too many buttons to push when I'm at home, so I can't really manage chat as often as I would like. But, uh, you know, I have to say, Juan, we have to, you know, it's, it, it's, it's becoming a, it's becoming a pattern here on the Continuum podcast that we have to bring in. You know, she, she laid it all out there. Come from behind win last night against uh, an upstart uh, San Luis team that's, uh, more than likely going to win the Ascenso and, and win the ticket to go to the uh, first division, which is bad news for whoever uh, uh, gets relegated, if anyone gets relegated at all this season, because, uh, you know, they do meet the, the minimum requirements to actually be a first division team, uh, some of these stuff. But they they, uh, they, they go ahead 1-0. Chivas uh, gets two second-half goals to uh, pull it out, 2-1, and now they advance to the quarterfinals on the Copa Mekis, and they'll face uh, nada más. Y nada menos. Yeah. So, 
So there'll be uh, there'll be an extra classical to be played. Uh, at, at least one extra classical to be played this season, Coy. Yes, and 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 if you look at the other side of the bracket, oh, it's just beautiful. I couldn't tell you how bad I am. No, is everything okay, Yon? It's, it sounds like you dropped you dropped the dishes. No, no, no. It's uh, it, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm thrilled that we're going to the other side of the bracket because it's Pumas. Yes, and their road to the final seems seems uh, you know seems quite easy. As, as they say, it's, it's muy accessible. Muy accessible. Yes. Their, uh, their first uh, match in the quarterfinals will be against uh, Dorados, the, the Maradona-led Dorados, who's making his first appearance in Seoul since uh, beating Bulgaria uh, in, the, in the first round of the 1986 World Cup. Uh, for those of you that remember, uh, Argentina was in the group, I want to say it was Group B, and they had they, they were not they were not Cabezas City because they had done so poorly in the previous World Cup. So they were just a group team. And uh they played uh Italy was the Cabeza Serie, they played their games in Puebla, and then the, the second stadium for that group played their games in Mexico City at Seoul. And they had Mexico so uh Maradona and uh and Argentina played two games in uh in Mexico in the Olympic Stadium there in Mexico City. So he's making his triumph. Will it be a triumph or return? Let's hope not. And then, and then Chivas, if uh, Pumas rather can survive that, then they'll play the winner of Veracruz and Juarez. So I mean, really, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that, 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 that Pumas are, you know, heavy favorites against, you know, any of those teams, but there are teams that Pumas can and should be. And, uh, that, that, that would mean that Pumas could make the, uh, the Copa Mexico final for the first time uh, since its uh, latest, uh, incarnation. And of course, on the other side of the bracket, coil, we have Chivas and and and, and, uh, and we have uh, I think it was Morelia and Cholos. So a little more a little more danger on the other half of the bracket to make the final for anyone yes. that sees that yes. survives. Yeah, and and uh, I, you know, uh, I think Pareja is going. Uh, I think he's going to gun for it. Uh, that's a coach, John, that you talked. Highly about. It's a good coach, Oscar Pareja, a Colombian gentleman who coached at FC Dallas, uh, who was yeah. in his first season at uh, Cholos, and, and, and doing well at Cholos. Yeah, he's doing well. He started pretty shaky, but he's managed to uh, to right the ship. And um, yeah, he was candidate for the U.S. for the U.S. post. He was. He must have been in that list. Uh, he did not get the job, but. Yeah, he was, uh, he was not chosen. Uh, he was probably, you know, I think, I, mean, I don't know for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was one of the, uh, one of the finalists there to, uh, make the, uh, make the jump into the U.S. national team head coaching gig, but as it turns out, it didn't work out for him. So once he goes to Cholos, like you said, he has a slow start, but now has Cholos uh, in position and, and in the playoff zone and, you know, they're, they're still alive in the Copa. Yeah. So, yeah. In Copa MX, and um, so yeah, I, I think those three teams to me, uh, when, when you look at the, the teams that have made the finals, uh, right. I'll say America, Pumas, and Cholos. You know, I, I could see them uh, just going for it. Uh, <clears throat> America does have a pretty hectic calendar, so that might 
that might affect them a bit. Uh, now, Joel, let me ask you this: as a, 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 a Chivas fan, that you are. Do you have? Do you have Copa Mettis fever? Excuse me. Do you have Copa Mettis fever? Have you? Uh, have you been, no. Have you been bitten no. by the Copa Mettis bug yet? Ah, uh, no, sir. You know, you're not making a, a, a appointment television to make sure I can't I can't do anything next week. No, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the to the to the matchup against America, but my concerns are with Liguilla, just because I feel Chivas is not secure. Uh, they don't have a big enough cushion, you know, to be comfortable in qualifying, and it's been already three three tournaments without without being in the playoffs. A fourth one is just to would be too disastrous. So it sounds to me, Cole, that, 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 that you're not going to go to your old neighborhood and, and, and go knock on the door of your, of your, of your Americanista neighbor and say, hey, let's watch the game together tonight. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. None of that, sir. No. That's not, that's not going to happen? No, no, that won't be happening. So, Cole, let me ask you, so if, if, if you feel that the media is in what you're in, in the media, do you feel then that the that Chivas should feel they take. I mean, it is a classic. Should they feel a full squad? Four? No. Oof. No. No, no. It will, and you know what? I expect America to probably do the same. So I could see a matchup with some of the, the bench players and the youth, the reservas. I mean, it surprised me if they do go with, with a full squad, uh, especially America. But uh, I don't, I just don't see it happening. I mean, Chivas has like a tough block of games coming up. Uh, they, you know, they recently lost to Pachuca. Lost, uh, lost, yeah, lost badly to Pachuca. Yes, yes. And so they're hosting Monterrey, ranked the number two right now in the table. And then they, they go and they visit, uh, Querétaro, which it was one of my, one of the games where I would expect Chivas to take points, but these guys just, just receive, uh, they just have, a uh, Pusatich just arrived not too long ago, and he already got them to win. Team went from seven straight defeats to winning. Um, and so, you know. He does have the Midas touch. He is, yes. He is known as El Rey Midas. So, that's, that's a tough game. Then Chivas plays America followed by Pumas. So that's, to me, those are, Four very tough games. And last uh, season, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Pumas had, had played Chivas in the Copa, and then the following, you know, the very next game on their calendar, the league game, was in the same week, and they were both in Guadalajara. And, and yeah. forget, for, forgive me if I'm wrong, Paul, but if I'm not mistaken, I think, I, I think if I remember right, I think, I think Pumas won both of those matches in Guadalajara. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. They, they won the cup game, and they said that well, that that win didn't count because it wasn't league, but then they won the league, breaking their breaking their dry spell in, in very dry spell. Yeah, I was still living in Mexico. That's how long. That's how long it had, it had been <laughs> since since Pumas had won. And you know, and they, they 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 had even defeated Atlas in Guadalajara. So they, you know, they 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 got a, they got a taste of what it was like to to finally win in Guadalajara. Oh man! You know, so they, uh, they were able yeah. to, to, to to make. Uh, Chivas capitulate 
not once but twice in the same day. And it, it, it's something similar, I believe. Um, I don't have the dates, but I believe it, for Chivas it'll be back to back Clásicos. I'm sorry. League and and Copa. Yeah, but if I'm Carloxo, if I'm the Chivas FO, I would say keep all your marbles in the league. Uh, it's very important to qualify. So you you would prefer for Chivas to then play with not necessarily a reserve squad, but you don't want to tire out your, your yeah. man, you know, you know, bring them in if, if if needed in the second half. Like give them like a half hour, a half hour. Now the question is, since it, since it is a classico, are we going to see uh, the Akron uh, filled to the brim, or uh, is it going to be uh, typical? No, I, I think it will. Uh, that's just that's always the one match you know the fans look forward to, the, you know, against America. And right. there's also a lot of Americanistas in Guadalajara, so there's that as well. There seem to be a lot of Americanistas all over, all over Mexico. It's, it's frankly, it's, it's an affliction. The, 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 <laughs> the, the yellow fever. This is spread all over, all over Mexico. You know, and, and sadly, you kind of, you kind of see it up here too. Uh, I'm starting to think, Joel, that the Chivas might be uh, one of the more popular teams. In <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, Yon. Yeah. I think that that, would, that 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 might be the case. That might be the case. So you so you would prefer then for for, for Chivas to to play with uh, you know make sure that the, that the league is a priority because like you said it's been it's been three seasons in a row so actually since since they won their title in, in 2017 the next three seasons that have been played yeah Chivas didn't even sniff the playoffs and then the Chivas comet long gone long gone <laughs> out, out of orbit. It is not, uh, it is, uh, it has gone, uh, it's, uh, out of the, out of the viewing area. But, uh, but, but do you, do you think, or then if, uh, now obviously as a Chivas fan, you say, you know, even, even if, if they play with, with the reserve squad, there's, there's no reason why. But Chivas can't win. And that would certainly give them the, a huge boost of confidence, not just for the Copa, but also for the, for the league for the remainder of the, for the remainder of the season. So it could be, uh, you know, it's a strategy that could very well work out for Chivas for You know, I think, Cohen, that if, that if Chivas, uh, defeats America with the, with the reserve squad and then the Copa Mexico score finals, people will look back at that game and say that, that was the beginning of the second greatest era. In Chile's history. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that, Yon. Um, Do you think that's jumping team, the gun too much? Yes. Team still needs a lot of work. And some of these other teams are very strong right now. Uh, Tigres, Monterrey. You know, I'm, surpri- I'm, I'm surprised, Yon, that you, that you were able to muster up the energy to, uh, to even watch the the Chivas Copa Copa Mekis game on uh, this past week because I know that uh, since it was, it was Oscar week in LA, it your, was uh, your your social your social calendar was was, was very full. Uh, <laughs> your, uh, you know, over over on the on the red carpet and all the after. Did you did you get a nice goodie bag, Lloyd? No, I, I I stayed away from that. Yon. 
not uh, not this year. You know, it's, 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 has it grown tiresome? But are you? Is it just too? Is it too bougie for you to go to the uh, to the Oscars now? Yeah, not not this year. No, no. Not even not even to see Alfonso Cuarón win three Oscars. That was that was that wasn't enough 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 of a for you. No, these Mexican directors they're, they're getting us too accustomed to them winning all the time. You know, there's been a you know the Chilangos have won have won an Oscar uh, every every year since like 2013. It's it's great. Yeah, all of them. Um, Cuarón, Iñárritu, and uh, Del Toro. We we had a year where we had three Chilangos win one night. Because, uh, 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 I think it was, it was, it was, uh, Iñarrito won, and then Chilo won, and then Lupita, uh, uh and, and Goyo. And, and, Go, and Goyo. Goyo, yeah. Uh, won as well. Chu also, Chu was from, uh, he's, he's the cinematographer. The, yes. Um, yeah, Chivo, very Chivo talented guy. Lubeski. Chivo Lubeski. He's from, he's Chilango, huh? Yep. And then of course Lupita was born in Mexico. So just, yeah, so one Oscars night, three Chilango. Has, has that ever had, have we ever had three, three, uh, Tapatios win Oscars in the same? I don't think so. No. That, or three, or no. three, uh, Regios? No, that hasn't happened. No. <laughs> no. No, three from Los Mochis? I don't, I don't think so. Or, uh, you know, three from Veracruz, it just hasn't happened. But three Chilangos in one night, Oscars, very, 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 very impressive. And uh, so we, 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 we I tip of the hat to Alfonso Cuarón, one uh, who was evidently a Cruz Azul fan because the uh, the young boy moved to Roma when they were going to the beach. There's a scene where they're in the car, and he was wearing his Cruz Azul shirt. So that's a you know, it's an autograph, uh, semi-autobiographical piece, and. Uh, Know that the uh, boy won the Christmas suit shirt. I think was a very, uh, very telling of of the team that Mr. Guadalupe is uh, is a supporter. Of course, he won't say anything. He wants, to, he wants everyone to enjoy his movies. But uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a it was a pretty big clue that Mr. that Mr. Guadalupe is a is a semi you know, that reminds me of when in the 2012 uh, Olympic tri- qualifiers, which I believe were in, uh, in Carson, they're there at the Olympic Center, Stubhub Center now. And Gonzalez uh, Niarco's um, brother was the director of Selecciones Nacionales. So his, his brother, the director, is in the, is in the press box with him, watching the game. And he, he looked like they, he had like like the, the giddy school one, like, like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Um, you know, that, that, you know, I mean, the part of the can you believe the gigs we have right now? And, uh, it's a pretty cool scene. Pretty cool scene. Uh, Hoel, speaking of the, uh, StubHub Center and, uh, and games here in the U.S., uh, the, <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, the, uh, the, the head of, uh, U.S. soccer has made some pretty staggering announcements, uh, in regard to, uh, future competitions. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how, you know, the, 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 the last Gold Cup might, might be in 2021. And, and wait, then, the last Gold Cup because didn't didn't they say that? Well, Concacaf said that that's not true. That they well, yeah, that's what I said. So 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 to do damage control, Concacaf sent out a mail and said, no, 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 let's not jump the gun. You know, the, the Gold Cup is a registered tournament in 2023, 2024. It's not going anywhere. It's not, you know, nothing's happening. And then later, 
Uh, I guess it was, was, was it this week or, or, or earlier in the week where he said, you know, we're, we're thinking about having another corporate man fight in 2020. And he <laughs> said, you know, he said, whoa, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's slow down here. Uh, but this is what's going on. So I've, I've got those right here, actually. Let's see here. Okay, so here you go. So this is a statement about the uh, what happened this week with the announcement of the NBA 20. Well, I'm getting wrong. I need a bifocus. Oh, here we go. So this is the first one. This was after the uh, U.S. Soccer made the comment about COVID. Following well, recent media reports, Coca-Cola clarifies that it is fully committed to the Coca-Cola Gold Cup in the terms of the 2019, 2021, and 2023 editions of our event. Additionally, once the new future calendar is released after 2023, Coca-Cola will continue organizing the pinnacle event of our convention. So, that's what I'm saying. And then, later this week, in the um, the word was out that the U.S. wanted to host the uh, Copa America in 2020 at the same time as the other Copa, which I don't think is effective. Because then you can have games that, you know, you have the morning game, you have the evening game, you have two evenings. It's perfect. Uh, Olaf sends out a statement here. It says, uh, Copa is in receipt of the communication sent by U.S. Soccer Federation from the World Members Association. We view this opportunity positively. As it is not intended to replace or substitute any future editions of both of any companies or vision to continue providing opportunities for our associates with the kind of football at the highest level. So, my question to you, Hoyan, is, the pasa? What's going on? I don't know, man. It, it, you know, unless the, unless this guy, um, got the wrong memo or just read it, Got the info and didn't read it right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit weird because he did announce that and and then he announced a new tournament that's in the works, but not, nothing is set in stone yet. Uh, so, so I guess I guess probably Concacaf doesn't wanna. I, I mean, because you still need the Gold Cup as long as it's two different regions. So you still need your regional tournament and then you need the, and then they could have, they're calling it a continental cup now, uh, instead of like Copa America Centenario, which is basically that was a 16 team tournament. Right. We saw. So they, they're trying to call it a continental cup that, uh, U.S. wants to host. I'm not sure if they want to do the same thing as Gold Cup where they just host it all the time. But um, that could be the case as well, yeah. <laughs> with all the money that that sure. they're they're willing to spend. I think it's upwards of two hundred million dollars. With um, or I wish I could say that like Doctor Evil, <laughs> two hundred million. Um, with each team just just by just by participating, uh, four million already in the in the bag. Right. Which. You know, you look at teams like Peru, Venezuela, Bolivia. That's that's a lot of clout for those teams. I mean, let's be and honest. It's, it's, it's Trump change for us here at the at the at this podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. what, that's what we throw down on. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. 
Yeah, and I think that, and then, you know, and then bonus prices, and I think the winner gets about five million more. Right. So, yeah, that's a lot of money, uh, right there. And, um, yeah, and then if they make but, it a 2014 tournament, you know, then they can, uh, be involved in more stadiums, more and more teams. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine having, you know, Ten South American teams and fourteen. Yeah, twenty four. would be nice. Um, but I guess sixteen for starters until it gets settled down. And but Conmebol right now uh, supposedly rejected. They rejected the invitation. Uh, but I don't think it's like. A, it's a flat. You know, I. It seems like. I. I think they're gonna keep negotiating. This was just the initial, you know, like the. the this was the, uh, the 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 trial board. Yeah, because their claim is that um, it's the date. It's the date, so it would replace because they they just um, it, it says uh they they want they. They want to have the 2020 edition, uh, as in the same year that the Copa America is going to be hosted. So they're saying, you know, I guess they don't want to have two, two similar tournaments in the right. same year. Uh, and they already lost a lot of money. Uh, Colmebol already lost a lot of money that they were getting from the participation of Mexico. Since they opted not to go to the to the next edition of Copa America, right? And also for Libertadores, they lost a lot of sponsors. In, in the U.S., we, we're talking about for for U.S. TV uh, TV money and sponsorship money. They lost a lot already that they were getting years back when when you had all the Mexican teams. So that's that's another issue right there. Um, does does Comebol want to keep leading? But I, I do think eventually they're gonna give in, just because it's a lot of money, and and so I could also see the Copa Libertadores heading the same way. They're probably gonna be sponsored in well, in some form. I don't by necessarily you. think it'll be the Libertadores because I think that each each region will keep their own continental cup. But I do think that the Sudamericana, a tournament that will uh, that will involve both. Uh, both yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I could see that. Just because, I mean, these teams just—they're very poor. I mean, they, they've gotten to the point where they can't hold on to juveniles, right? You know, and that used to be what used to keep those teams very competitive. They were able to have young talent and at least hold on to them long enough, uh, you know, at least till they were like 21, 22, uh, 23 before sending them abroad. And now they're losing those players at, at 18 years old. Exactly. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's yeah, so you, yeah, so with these tournaments, these tournaments offer more money where these clubs will be able to afford, you know, you, you could now give that 18 year old kid a better paycheck. <laughs> the scene has changed, Yon. Yeah. 
It's true. And uh, the other uh, the, the other thing that I found interesting is, is, that, is that all these overtures have been made by U.S. soccer and not. Uh, it's making me wonder if, if U.S. soccer is thinking that, that maybe their best chance is to grow as a region or as a, as a team more standards to, to play you know, more and more common one than the app. And, and it's, it's making me wonder if they, they want to jump ship, which wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're, we should expect to hear more on this, uh, on this development for this cup. So I guess they're just going to have to, uh, Get the date straight between both, you yeah. know. And uh, cause yeah, I, I, could, I, I know they, I know they want a tournament like this to happen. Uh, and you know, just just uh, the the centenario made so much money, uh, and so I, I could see it, I could see it happening, I could see it happening again. Um, and yeah, that would be a nice tournament to have. Right. As far as Gold Cup, you know, there's the whole league of the the Concacaf is gonna have the 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 league. What is it called? League of Nations. The League of Nations. So I mean, if that goes well, they, then they might not be a need for a Gold Cup. Just replace it with League of Nations. Because there's talk now also that. FIFA might do away with Confederations Cup. Oh, I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what's because I don't think anyone's going to want to go to Qatar in 2021. <laughs> so if they, yeah, they get rid of, and that was, that became one of the draws for Gold Cup, you know, that, that take it to the Confederations. Uh, right. But if, you know, having a Gold Cup in the league, that's, that's, I don't know, seems, seems a bit too much. Uh, I'm cool with the Continental and the league. Right. Now, you didn't seem to, uh, maybe you just let me slack it off. Just, you know, fun talk from from that guy out. But, uh, do you think there's any chance that the U.S. uh, would ever consider joining Pornobor? That the U.S. will what? Would would, would join Pornobor? No, no, I don't, I don't think that's, that's the case. Uh, Far from it, man. They, I don't think they're even at that level to to realistically go over there and then compete. But then again, you you do have you do have now that the World Cup being expanded, so there's more tickets for to qualify once they go to 48 teams. Right. But but no, I I just I don't see it happening. I also don't think FIFA would allow it. They would allow them to to leave this this confederation, but I mean, why would they want to leave it? They have pretty strict, uh, a pretty stronghold. You know, they've had it for a long time since uh, Chuck Blazer was was uh, he was the vice president. So I, I mean, why why would you leave the confederation where you could call the shots? Well, not only that, but I mean, I mean, if, if they did leave, it would be devastating to Concacaf, not because of the fact that you know, obviously they're losing strong. Yeah, they're losing that was the, the eyeballs that uh, 
and the fan is the film seats when they have returns because I mean let's face it. Yeah, that was a fear with Mexico as well, because Mexico for a while, they wanted to leave, but I mean, FIFA was not going to allow it, so that never happened. Instead, they became uh, permanent guests in in the Conmebol tournaments, right. which they've recently it's opted fun. not to not to not to be not to be guests anymore. And I guess it's all I saw with the TV money, you know. But you know, I mean, honestly. Uh, I was I was fine with. with uh, I mean, the, the the problem was with Copa America was 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 when it was played. I mean, I mean before I mean, it seemed like there was no rhyme reason why was I guess they played every two years. Is that, is that what they did in Copa America? Every because two years. Could, yeah, because it was uh, you know there was seventy nine, ninety one, ninety three, ninety five, ninety seven, ninety nine. Then they didn't have one in three. They went to up four. Then, went to, then it went to up seven. And then just and from then on, it's been up four. So. John, yeah. I'm having I'm having some difficulties hearing you. Okay. Uh, perhaps I should enunciate a little better. But what I was saying was that the the, the tournament, the Puerto Medica, was every two years, up until 2004, and then even in 2007, came in four years, and it became every four years. And then it was scheduled, you know, almost at the same time as the uh, as the Gold Cup. You know, Mexico is in one different There's no way they can play both. So yeah. I was I was fine with them sending a U23 team, you know, instead of a, just a, a team of randos like they did the last time. And or or look, either send a team of U23s or send a team of a pure nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. And uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I was thinking back to the one in 2011 before they had their little, their little fiesta there at the at the hotel in Quito, and then they blabbed their mouths about being robbed. Think about that, person. So here you are, you you write a bunch of, you know, you have a party with some ladies for that, and then they rob you. I mean, why would you talk about it? Why would you blab? Hmm. You know, it's like it's 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 like if you're a thief and you steal from another thief, is that thief gonna go talk to you? Hey, Shane, that thing I stole, you stole from me. Not uh, not the smartest uh, decision by the boys there. But but that team, I mean, they had just come back from beating them I mean, they, that that day earlier that they had beaten the other one in keep. The U23 teams. So, I mean, they were going to be a very exciting team to watch. And obviously, because they ended up being the, the base for what ended up uh, you know, winning the gold medal at the Olympics. So, they, you know, they were a very, a very solid, a very good team. So, my point yeah. is, is, if Mexico's going to play in that tournament, you know, send the U23 because, I mean, that, that is a, a great way to, to get them. I mean, you can really, you know, give your, your young, young, young guys a chance to see what they can do against a lot of people. You know, I agree, but I think right now Mexico's loyalty is with, uh, with U.S. soccer. They seem to have come to some agreements, especially, um, because at one point Mexico was trying to host the world, the world cup and they eventually settled to, to being one of the co-hosts along with Canada. Right. So 
they must be cooking something up, you know, where it's like uh, we could eventually leverage leverage some more. Uh, man, I forgot I was going to say. Uh, have another sip of your Guinness there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good idea. Um, well, I mean, I, I, mean, I do, I do think what will end up happening. And something we talked about in the show for you know, that part of life. And the North American teams are going to come to some sort of. They're going to play each other a lot more. But in the country, it's, it's, it's going to happen. They have to be able to compete with with the Europe's and the Asians and the Africans. It was happening. Uh, as far as you know, you know, eyeballs, etc. The best way to do that is to have the whole continent involved. From Alaska down to Argentina. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so, so I do think um, they're in cahoots right now, very similar to how you have Televisa and Teva Azteca working together. Um, so I feel that between the two, yeah, they're they're looking to just have a um, stronger influence when it comes to organizing a, a big tournament like that. Because realistically, what <laughs> they could they could probably even just go and get like Brazil and Argentina. You don't need the whole of Cornwall. <laughs> they could eventually just just go get them and and. It wouldn't be far fetched because you've had in the past, Brazil um, be part of the Gold Cup, and with some of those teams, if like if they're sponsored by like Nike, you know, I, I yeah I don't think they would turn down an offer to to be part of a tournament. Of course, they still need the approval of of, of the Confederacion, but it's just a lot of money. I, I think there might be some pressure. From some of the other federaciones in Colmebol, because this man, you're, you're, yeah, you're turning down a lump sum that is, for them, it's not easy to come by. Right. Well, it's, uh, it's something we definitely keep in mind on. Like you said, with the, uh, the nation, the nations that have the, and not just the nations, but you know, the UEFA nations, and of course the South Americans, and all of that. And they're qualifying after the summer, so they're going to be able to be available for friends later because that makes a twenty, you know, it's a twenty hundred qualifying spread out over. In that time period. It's going to make it very difficult for uh, the clubs to get even to get even quality games. So the more you have an opportunity to play folks in official games, it seems to be that's going to be to, uh, to get those games. So probably yes, uh, some savvy thinking on both uh, on both Mexico and the U.S.'s part to try and get more. Uh, you know, obviously, this is the show.
It, it the audio for me cut off for a bit, John. The audio for me cut off? Excuse me? The audio for me cut off? No, no, the, when you were talking, the audio just sort of cut up, so I, I didn't fully hear what you said. Well, I was just saying that, the, you know, that this is, uh, you know, the U.S. and, and, and the, the, the suits of U.S. and Mexico soccer have obviously been listening to the show. Because it looks like that, because what, what, what the news that you think they might be making, what we've been talking about for the last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm having like a hard time hearing you. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's from my end, but I, I could hear like half of what you say. Alright, let me, let me do some QC in here. Hang on, hold on. Stand yeah. Up. Hola, hola. Hola, ¿qué tal? 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 Okay, that, that sounds better. It's weird that... Uh, Ooh, it does sound a little off. My, uh, here. Not as sharp as it could be, but we will, uh, get that taken care of here in a moment. Moving on, Hoy. Any other, yes. uh, any, 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 any other, you said that, uh, you might, uh, when you were at the at the, at the lavanderas, the the, the chismes were uh, Cruz Azul. Oh, the lavanderas were wrong. Cohen, are you uh, are you are you in good with uh, with 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 Lady Samantha? No, <laughs> I, I but I might have overheard. I might have overheard her talking. Yeah. Well, there seems to be, there seems to be some, like a disconnect between Pelayas and Caixinha. And it's something that we hinted on here just because Pelayas hadn't been as upfront as he had been his first season with Cruz Azul. Seems to have taken a back seat. And, and this past game that Cruz Azul played, he wasn't even, he was like, he was in the palco as opposed to he used to be, he used to be ground level. So I, I'm wondering what happened there if, if, you know, there could have been maybe some disagreement after the final because Belize likes to have a lot of input as to how the team's going to play and why. Uh, We've heard former coaches like Turco Mohamed and even Piojo say in interviews how they would go over their tactics with Pelayas. So right. I'm wondering if there was a big disagreement as to, as to, you know, how the team should play going into this season. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Casillas, yeah, he's, he's a very obvious, you know, he's very obvious that he's a very, a very strong-willed guy. You know, maybe he's a hard-headed guy. Maybe he's, uh, 
you know, when things aren't going well, maybe he's not as as, as receptive to uh, consejos as, as as other folks may be, and uh, it could be that that could be that. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I will say about Pelaez is if things if things aren't working, then he's you know he's you know, proven in the past to, to make no hesitation. Like even if things aren't working when they're winning, uh, he uh, yanks yanks the plug. But I do think you'll give him you know unless if things just go you know climbing worse from here, like lose like the next three matches. And yeah. Yeah, and one thing to keep note is that Pelaez did not hire Caixinha. The coach was already there when when Pelaez took the job. Right. So probably wants the- his guy. Yeah, and the pecking order, Pelias is, is, is above him. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, well, I mean, he would want his guy there. You know. Yeah. So, so I, I hope, mean, hope Profe is ready to pack his bags. Profe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Chepo. You know? Man, here you so you last week you were politicking for you were stumping for Chepo to make the, I was to, to to be hired at Toluca, which which they're losing in the global to Sporting Kansas City went four zero. Yes. Four zero in the Copa Champions right now as we speak. Uh, Ricardo Antonio Lavolpe is the one who actually took the game. I know, what yeah. a tough game for him to come back to <laughs> yeah, uh. And yeah, exactly. It's uh not the best, but you know he'll uh, he'll he'll be given the opportunity to uh, to try and mend the uh, you know Toluca is you know one of those teams where they'll just you know they'll be fine. They, they've always been very you know more than the, you know, the team. That, frankly, I don't think we talk about it enough on this show Toluca because you know another team that has been you know, outside of their you know Era Dorada when they were just winning championship after championship with the team that they have. You know, they're a team that's always, you know, they're always in the league yet. You know, they're always, you know, they're always semifinalists, sometimes finalists. You know, they've, um, they've done quite well for, you know, the, the better part of the last 30 years as well, or, you know, 40, 50 years, whatever it is. You know, they, you know, there's, there's a reason why they have 11 championships. Yes. And, and, well, they, they, they finally sacked Cristante. They, they gave him, they gave him plenty of chances. I guess the team wasn't performing. To how they wanted, and and it was Chepo and La Volpe, the main two candidates, and they went with La Volpe, which surprised me a bit. Just given that uh, Chepo had been more recent with Toluca and and more successful, uh, having won two league titles with them. So left so one. Excuse me. Left left as a champ. Yes, yes, he did. Left to the selección. Uh, so who knows? Who knows if if maybe Pelias approached them and was like, "Hey, why don't you, why don't you hold up?" We, see, I'm not too sure, but I think they worked together before because uh, Chepo was was coached by by um, La Puente Ed Necaxa. And, and as a player in the late 90s. And then later on, it was La Puente that took him to America, you know, took him under his wing so he could get started as an assistant coach. 
So you think that I mean, well, they probably do. I mean, because because Belias is on those teams in the late nineties too. So they, and was on and yeah, and also um, around the for a while he was like um, there was that rumor that that America might hire Chapel, but because he has so much strong ties with Chivas, I think that that there was some pushback. You know, by a big sector of of the directiva, and and obviously there was going to be from the fans. Um, but that was a rumor for a while when 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 um, Pelayes when Pelayes was was over there. I, I, and and if I'm not mistaken, it was around the same time that La Volpe got hired, which was which was around you know when when Pelayes' tenure came to an end. Right. So. So if he approached him, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 uh, Pelias approached Chepo, and I think that would be the, the the perfect duo because I think Chepo's a good tactician. He's not so good with with the players though, as far as like building group yeah, and hyping them up, huh? Not a lot of room yet. Yeah, but and then we played it here. We played one of the clips with Pelias when he's, he's in the locker room hyping up the guys. So I mean, if he has Pelias to do that, I, I think they, that would make he a needs good. To hire uh, Isabel Iglesias to, to, to hire. Isabel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I'm in the final episodes of that Club de Cuervos. Uh, yeah, I stopped watching where she becomes the coach because she will. <laughs> Chivo needs to leave. His son is being born. Uh, that's right. So th- that's where I'm at, Yon. Hopefully I'll finish watching it. But, um, yeah, man. I, I got to think... tell you, I don't think Game, Game of Thrones are going to have the twists <laughs> that uh, the, the Club de Cuervos did at the end. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That was Yeah. I was shy yeah. to pull over and, like, wow. And then and, and, and breathe a few times, you know, just. You know, get 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 the get get the blood flowing because it was uh, yeah it was it was it was it was, it was rough. So, um, yeah, I could see that happening. That would be an exclusiva from Cantina. I, I think we will beat a bunch of places because I haven't heard this mentioned anywhere. So I would. Well, I mean, but I mean, you're not you're not saying we have an exclusiva as far as like we're in the you say we have an exclusiva as far as we're just you know we're making you know some some speculation. Yeah, yeah, but like as far as like what other show have you heard them candidateándolo, you know, or or? Well, dude, no offense, but you candidatear Chepo for every job that's open. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you had no, him at Querétaro last week before Constante was fired. Now, now you have him. No, I, I, I said that I didn't have him at Querétaro. The, the rumors were that Querétaro wanted him, but I I said that it was unlikely just because how much money he makes and also because there's a connection between uh, Higuera seems to have some influence at Querétaro. I don't, I don't know if it's, it was his cousin that was a Club president, so I don't know if he still is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did just, notice. I, I, I did notice something. Oh, and, uh, yes. Uh, Pumas, in order to advance to the quarterfinals of the of the Copa Mekis tournament, was playing uh, second pick, which, as you know, is one of the teams that was near and dear to my heart. 
for no other reason other than that I think it's cool that in Liga Mekis at some point there was a team that, that won titles, mind you, that was called Saka. That's just awesome. And I, I was, you know, when we had a, a Michel Richot on the show earlier this, earlier this season, he was the director deportivo at Zacatepec. I was so hoping that we were going to get to spend that weekend down at Tequesquitenu, which is a, a beautiful lake about an hour outside Mexico, very close to Zacatepec. You know, a nice, nice place to, to hang out. You know, we go watch the game, you know, hopefully with some VIP passes. You know, it really, really, you know, milk the hell out of it. But, uh, alas, it, uh, it didn't happen. But the point is, is that, uh, is that Sacatepec, they're, they're, guess who their, their shirt sponsor is for? You'll never guess. For Sacatepec, um, yeah. is it, um, is it OmniLife? Not OmniLife. But you're you're very much on the right track. I said Akron. It is Akron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says Akron. So, and and he, if I'm not mistaken, he's still the GM of of Sacatepec, uh, Which you know, how does that work? Well, like he, he owns the GM. Team. Oh, oh, he's he's the so he's the owner of Sacatepec. He's not only the president, but he's the owner too. <laughs> Really? Yeah. And, and, and he's the GM at Chivas. Right? Yeah. Well, what, what he did was that he owned Colibrias. Was it Colibrias? No. What was that team? No, it was uh, Coras. Coras. Yeah, there you go. Colibrias. Yeah, it was Coras. It was, had the guy with the funny hat. Almost looks like a gaucho hat. Um, right. So, but, but then FMF changed the rules. Or Liga MX changed the rules of teams that, of, of you know, the criteria you need to meet to be able to get promotion into first division. Right. So, uh, Coras just did not qualify for that. No. And he took his franchise and he, he just took it to, to Zacatepec. So, yep, he dumped, he dumped that team and he, he went to the other one. There in the, in, in the Selva Cañera, uh, outside in uh, Morelos. Yeah, so between, I mean. Uh, between Mexico and Cuernavaca. He doesn't seem to be put a lot of money into it, though. He Which is a real more, thing, frankly, because they have a really cool stadium. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seems more dedicated to Chivas, which is must suck well, well, if you're a fan of, of, of... It's like, how can you own a team and then... I mean, I mean, could you imagine in, 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 in NFL, Jerry Jones being the owner of the Cowboys, but being the GM of the Redskins? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, come on. You know, that, that to me is, is, you know, you have to divest yourself from one of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I guess he knows, like, his time at Chivas will someday come to an end. So I guess he's just going to milk it for all it has. Just because he's not going to get the same level of attention he does elsewhere than than he's doing right now at Chivas, right? But he's he's become like a household name as far as Mexican football is concerned. Higuera has become a household name, and he's he's been fairly recent to the, you know, he he hasn't been around that long. Came around what maybe four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
We have, we have a couple. We have a couple of questions on the chat for Oh, good. Chat. Yeah. First question is from uh, is from Fern sixty five. He says, "Hey guys, I got a question. If Veracruz gets relegated, but say they'll pay the fine and stay up, what will happen to the promoted team from Ascenso? I believe what will happen is they go to nineteen teams. <laughs> yeah. If, if a team is promoted and they meet the minimum requirements, then because I think ultimately they want to get to twenty teams. Uh, so uh, for the, the up until they reach twenty teams, the team's promoted. Even the team is willing to pay the the, the penalty of, of being relegated, which uh, which is I think one of the reasons why Veracruz is just known as Valle Madres right now because they know that they're going to stay up because they're going to they're going to pay it, and they're just buying the time until they get to the twenty teams. So I believe I believe oh. what happens is they go to nineteen teams. Yeah. Also, sometimes the team that gets promoted, sometimes they just sell their. They'll sell their first division rights. Right. Well, well, well what happens, Hoyle, is, is that there's only, like, out of the, how many teams, that there's like a dozen teams now in, 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 in the Ascenso, only six can, can, can make, can, can, can make the jump and stay and, and meet the requirements. And yeah. Zacatepec is one of them. San Luis is the other. Like, Udeje is, is one. Like, I mean, I, I feel bad for, 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 we talked about this with Tom and, and, and you guys didn't seem to, to have the same concerns that I did. Because I mean, how can you ask a place like we're not asking, but you have a place like Oaxaca, who go and spend you know a good amount of money to build a new stadium, and you you should tell them, hey guys, if you can build a stadium, make sure that you make it a this minimum seating because in a couple of years that's going to be one of our rules. So instead, they go and build a stadium, and then you know a year later, FMF said, oh by the way, uh, you have to have minimum twenty five thousand stadium to be in, in the new MX now, and, and Oaxaca just built their stadium for twenty. So I think that that's uh, something that you know that should that should absolutely be addressed. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, those folks should be grandfathered, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you built a team, with, you know, built a team within within four or five years of when we made this decision that doesn't meet the requirements, then you know we'll you know we'll make a special. There's no offense, uh, whether you have twenty or twenty five thousand. You know, Liga Mackey's attendance is, is uh, outside of just a, a few stadiums is frankly pretty pathetic. Yeah, so, but I mean, <clears throat> that would be interesting if one of the teams, if the team that wins promotion is a team that meets, that meets the criteria. So yeah, the FMF will have to probably expand. I mean, I don't know why. I, I don't know what Goody has. He's the owner of Veracruz. He seems to have some some pictures or some compromising I mean, pictures or something because Liga MX should have no problem sending Veracruz. You know, I mean, there's, there's, if, you, if you look at the tabla de porcentajes right now, which I'm going to pull up here on this magic box that I have, this, you know, it's going to, you know, there's going to be some voodoo happening here in a minute. I'm not going to stand here in a minute. Cruz, I mean, Veracruz, I mean, there's what, there's, are we going to nine or going to nine? We're going into nine. Nine. So, eight, so there's nine. So there's 27 points left, right? They are 24 points. So if they lose the next match, they're done. They're, they're, they're done.
the only way that uh, that they are salvados is 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 lobos. Uh, just, just absolutely collapses, which, which, which they haven't done yet. Yeah. So, the, I, I think one of the things that they've talked about is, I think, I think expanding the league to twenty teams, uh, and then they're trying to do the whole thing where there won't be relegation for two years, which they but, were trying to do, and and they met with a lot of, you know. A lot of pushback, a lot of criticism. Right. Yeah. So, so, so Lobos has actually uh, Lobos is safe too. Yeah. So Veracruz, Lobos is already safe. They already have enough points to save themselves. They they could lose the rest of the way, and then they would they would be safe. But like you said, I mean, I do think what will end up happening is if a, if a team that uh, that wins the promotion, if they're not uh, they don't meet standard, then Veracruz just pays fine. And yeah, if, they, if they do meet the standard, then Veracruz pays like a, like an entry fee. But if they're doing that, like, why even have relegation at this point? What's the point of it? You know. Well, I, I agree, but I, but again, to me, you know, that's why having this this. What's the team right now in, in La Liga that is uh, that has a stadium? It's, it's like twelve thousand people. And it's it's just like, like a really charming little spot. I think it's Lobos. Lobos Buap has no, no, no. lost a. Right, but but in uh, it, it's, it, they were recently promoted in Spain. That has a really tiny stadium too. Recently promoted? Yeah, the one from last year. The one was from last year. Uh, it could be it could be Huesca. We're sort of dead last place, but. Yeah, but 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 they own. I mean, they have very small things. I mean, it's just it's just, it's just it's just part of the charm of the sport. You know, it's it's not. It doesn't have to all. You know, I, you watch the FA Cup, and did you know the FA Cup has a rule that like in the first five or six round, whatever it is, if, if you're a lower division team and you draw a premier a Premier League team, and, and then you get the home game no matter what. Like in like in the first four rounds, just just to give them a fighting chance. And, uh, you know, any, any one of those teams could end up, you know, if you're uh, like uh, uh, Tom and the Manitas Harrison, he's, he's a Wimbledon fan. And, uh, or I guess they're called MK Dons now, but they, uh, you know, they, they, they've earned their way back and, you know, they're very close to making it into the Premier League after being a fourth division team. That is so cool. And unfortunately, that just, that just doesn't happen. Uh, and, and there's less and less teams in the essence. But I guess to answer, uh, to answer, Fern's question, Amanda's question. Yeah, if, if, if Veracruz is relegated and the team uh, is uh, that comes up meets the requirements, then I think if Veracruz pays money, then they'll have to have 19 teams, which means that, that every week a team, one team, will have a week off. So there's that. We have another question, Juan. Uh, Armando, Ar- Armando Bronca says that Chepo was, was Ben Hacker's assistant first. Is that, is that correct? He was, he was both. Yeah, he was, he was with, but Ben, Ben Hacker came second. Um, you have to remember that Ben Hacker coached twice at America. So it was in the second stint. And, and it was, uh, replacing La Volpe left and, and then 
uh, triple stayed and he was under Ben Hacker. All right. Because then uh, soon after he he left and he went to coach Chivas for the first time. Would you? Chepo did? Yes. So he... he um. How many times did he coach Chivas? Like six? Twice only. Only twice? Sorry. Yeah. Now, would you would you consider Chepo a, a straight-up Napuentista? I, I do think, uh, yeah, I do think, um, um, I do think he, um, he learned a lot from him. I mean, I was with him as a player and as assistant coach. And I so, don't think mm-hmm. you could, you could have find a better person if, if you're Mexican to, to want to work under. So I forgive him. I, for, I forgive that Chivista for, for going to Coapa. Do, uh, he had to, he had to do, get dirty, man. Do you think that, that, that he might be served, uh, better? If he wears the Manuel um, Puente style cap while while he's coaching, you think that that's something that that's something that If he wears what the the, the hat, the, the, the Puente hat, you know, kind of like Ron, <laughs> kind of like what Ron wears when he when he travels. It would, you know, it would bring some good luck. Um, but here it is. Um, here it is for our friend Armando Broncas. Uh, so Chepo worked under La Puente. During the Torneo Apertura 2002 and the Clausura 2003. Uh, and then that's, that's La Puente left. And then Ben Hacker came, um, for Apertura 2003 and Clausura 2004. Yeah, I, I could see why you might think Ben Hacker, cause Ben Hacker had been there, but, but I think we could confuse it sometimes when he was in the, in the, what was it, the mid 90s? Sure. Uh, 95, and he had, that was a very exciting team to watch. Which one, Nicaxa? No, no, Ben Hacker's first run with America, yeah. when they had Kalusha oh, and oh, they and had Vijik. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and Hugo played with them too? Excuse me? Did Hugo Sanchez play with them too? No, no, Hugo was, Hugo was at, um, was he at Atlante? He was at Atlante, and then he came to the Dallas Burn, and then he went to Linz in Austria. And I yeah, forgot he was where at, he, he was retired. He was at Celaya with Butragueño for. for oh, season. that's it. That's where he retired. Yeah, yeah. Butragueño and uh, and uh, Michel or what was his name? Yeah, but Hugo Sanchez played in America too. He did, but that was that was like. So like ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, that was way before. I don't. I don't think because I remember for Ben Hacker. He that's he brought out a uh, Cuauhtémoc, the youth. He's the one that gave him the the push. Same dude gave Ochoa the push. So you think that Ben Hacker, when when he when when they asked him about him, he says who is the same? He says he will show for me. Do you think he says that? Yeah. No, he's never said it, but but I mean, huh? I mean, I don't like when they say stuff like that because you take credit from the scouts and all the youth coaches and all that. You know, you're the you're the main coach, and they, they make it seem like you found a a diamond in the rough. Right. When when some of these guys have been playing all these youth tournaments uh, at club and national level, and they're already identified. Well, you know it's who just, the, you know who the next Escobar uh, Cholo Cholo is going to be, right? It's like if I go see Messi play as a kid and then I say I discovered him. 
Sorry. Well, you were in Argentina. Sort of pretty did, easy did, did, to did see, huh? You were no. in Argentina, did you? No. No, no, that's I wasn't. That was far back. No, but with a lot of players, like like, you know, like players like Rafa Marquez. I mean, he got capped at seventeen. And we're gonna say that Vora discovered him because he was already at Atlas, you know. Uh, those those players with high ceiling, they're they're easy to spot, man. Right. Well, yeah, Bora Bora gave uh, Torrado and uh, Rafa Marquez their their first caps. Yeah, so, well, Marquez at seventeen. I don't I don't think I've seen a younger player get their first call up to the senior team that young. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, Linus will be the next uh, is for me. You know, and there's a funny story with uh, with Marquez when he got his first cap is that um, they they called the other Rafa by mistake, Rafa Marquez Lugo. So both of them ended up going to the team. <laughs> they ended up getting both of them. Maybe, 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 maybe Rafa Marquez Lugo was so good and Rafa just like stole his mojo forever. <laughs> no, I don't. Because <clears throat> Rafa Marquez Lugo was a Puma, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he? Did he come out of Pumas? Man, I don't remember. I just, I just remembered his last, his last year at Chivas. Oof. Well, you're doing, you're doing the Lord's work if you can, if you can remember that one. So we have, uh, we talked Conca Champions and Conca World and Conca Cup. We talked the Chivas and uh, Copa Amethyst. Uh, you've once again politicked the Chepo to, uh, to take the next possible vacancy, which is so, so you know, there's not that many teams left, Jorge, that you haven't. Anytime there's a coaching change, you know, you know who would be a good, uh, who would be a good candidate for the job is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's making me wonder if you're if you're if you're, if you're actually moonlighting as Chepo agent. No, no, no. Yeah. So no, we, we've, we've talked about that. We have we have Poker Champions. I think that's the next uh, next thing we should talk about because it's 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 going to get it's going to get very real next week because uh, the three of the four games are going to be uh, MLS Liga and these clashes, and then the uh, the fourth will be an MLS. Uh, Panamanian clash. Oh, John, speaking of, Toluca's losing at home, two zero. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it, they, they've been, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a disaster for for, for Toluca. But yeah, I, say, I, 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 I do, I do respect Toluca for doing this. Ouch! Is, is when they play the, uh, the 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 continental tournaments, they wear their classic uniform, which I think is really be great. Oh man, that's just bad. I'm... Fire, well, fire, La Volpe. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, they're they're in 16th place. They have a terrible defense. They're going to give up goals. I mean, they're, they're going to lose this in the global five zero point five zero in the global. No one fears the devil no more. That's right. Everyone sleeps with their foot out of the out of the cobija. Um, yeah, man. So much for the devil's cauldron. Seems well, like anyone's going in there, and it's a cold day in hell. Um, yeah, anything can happen now. That was a tough stadium to get results from. Higher altitude than Azteca. Uh, pretty close, you know, it's like boxed in. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great little stadium, but you're right. I mean, they're, 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 they're having one of their, the worst seasons. They've, I mean, it's the reason why they got rid of, uh, 
He's not that. Not gonna tell you. I'm not so sure why they even hired him in the first place. The dude had no experience. You know, I yeah. know he was a Toluca legend, but I mean, yeah, you know, come on, you're Toluca. Well, he, you need to he'd hire been there so long, but he did lead them to a final. I mean, they played they played a final, and then the following they they did pretty good. I mean, they just they just haven't brought any like. They didn't get any top refuerzos to compete with with the Monterreys and the Tigres and the Americas, so it's it's a bit understandable that they fell, you know, that they fell down a bit, but it shouldn't have been this this low. Right. Um, well, wow. I mean, you know, and then not only that, but I mean, to lose three zero in, in the first leg, uh, you know, it's, it was going to make it very and then uh, make it very difficult. And uh, just by looking at the squad, I mean, I don't recognize any. Not that I watched the book religiously, but uh, it's uh, I mean, it's definitely a uh, you know a, 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 I mean, to lose to anybody five zero is a is, is a big black eye uh, for, for for any squad, no matter where you are anywhere in the world. So, but but we do have uh, Tigres. Uh, they were able to take care of business against. Uh, Saparisa, they won a convincing your boy ended by Valencia got a hat trick. Now Gignac wasn't even on the bench. And Monterrey had to sweat, had to sweat out uh, a late penalty 1-0 over Alianza. I think they were up at Salvador, right? They left at Salvador. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, and and frankly, uh, Alianza probably should have won the match. Uh, they had a couple of really good chances and uh, Monterrey escapes, and, and, and their prize for escaping is to play the defending MLS champions, Atlanta uh, United, who will have a uh, much more vocal uh, support than what usually happens when Liga Meki sides go to uh, play MLS sides. They'll probably play for about 70,000 people, so it should be a very, very, great, a very good atmosphere for Monterrey. And you know, one thing I've, I've, I've thought about, when, you know, when teams like Monterrey, who I would consider a favorite in this tournament, you know, when, when you have a big scare like that, you know, when like Barcelona has a big scare, or uh, you know, you know Brazil in the tournament, or whatever it is. Now, again, I'm not comparing them to these teams, just to the situation. Usually, what ends up happening, Joel, is is, is like it kind of scares them straight, and they end up, you know, making a very deep run if not, if not winning the tournament. So, I, I fully expect Monterrey to kind of get things going. You know, sometimes you have bad luck and then, you know, luck, you know, turns around on you and you can get some momentum going. And, you know, they hadn't scored a goal in three matches. They finally get one. And, uh, you know, stuff like that to me, I, th- I think you're like, you know, like little turning points in seasons. So I think that that's something that they're going to get. And of course, they're getting just, just, just trashed in the, in, 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 in the local press in Monterrey for, you know, why are you guys even celebrating? You should have whipped it. But, you know, something you, you have to win the game. People, don't understand. You just you, you have to survive in advance, no matter what it takes. You don't. This whole thing about you know playing and scoring all these goals and everything—that's great. But sometimes that just doesn't happen. And what's most important is getting the win. And uh, it, it, it is one of the biggest obstacles I think that Mexican soccer has to get over, and uh, in, in club and country, is that sometimes winning is more is is more important than than playing pretty and winning. And for some reason, playing pretty and winning has to be the most is always the most important thing. Man. Did I just blow your mind, Juan? 
Yes, sir. No, no, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you there, man. Um, I do think Tigres is going to be one of the one of the teams that are going to take the cup serious. Tuca's uh, in his final years. He's set to retire in 2020. Right. And and they haven't had any silverware. And I do think I think they want to they want to make a splash at the international level. And, and a return to the, to the, which I don't know if it's still going to be played, the club's World Cup. Well, I think what FIFA wants to do actually is to, is, is they want to expand that tournament to like 16 teams. Yeah. Which, well, which frankly, I th- I'm, I'm actually, I think that'd be really cool. I really do. I think that'd, that'd be a great tournament. So that's, that's the agenda for Tigres and, uh, just to do that and, and go over there and, and I could even see them like opening up the coin person and getting some other top refuerzo, you know, just, just right. to, and, and, and it, you know, why not make the final and play with a, with a Man City or Real or whoever wins the champions. Now, um, now Tigres has a really good, uh, at least, at least regionally, just a really tasty matchup. With, with Houston, I mean, you know, Monterrey and Houston are like an hour and a half apart. I mean, it's a, you know, it's an easy flight for Regios to get there. There's a lot of Regio fans in Houston. Uh, you know, that'll be, uh, it's, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a challenge, I think, for, 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 for Dynamo to get, to get to this opening. But Dynamo have a, it's not going to be easy for Tigres, and it's going to be, uh, it, it, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Santos, who just, I <laughs> just, just played at, against Manatón like they weren't even there and scored 11 goals in two games. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, and this isn't even a Santos, you know, showing other, you know, this is a weekend Santos. Right. They, they sold so many top players. This isn't even their final form. Damn, that's, <laughs> that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, so they will uh, be playing the New York Red Bulls on that half of the bracket, so. You know, last time, you know, uh, Tigres, last year, were, you know, they had a very difficult uh, bracket that they would have had to negotiate, which they didn't, obviously, and they losing to Toronto FC, but then they went back to play America and then played uh, Chivas. So it would have been very good. I'm going to say it would have been impossible, but uh, a very difficult uh, path for them to uh, to get to the to get to the final. Uh, this path isn't nearly as daunting for them, so I think that they do have a really good chance of uh, to make the final. And, uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, uh, you know, for, for Mexican sides, it's going to be up to Monterrey to play Atlanta United. Uh, you know, you know, in my opinion, the winner of that uh, bracket is going to make the final, whether it's Atlanta or Monterrey. And it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that plays out because that's going to be, uh, you know, the defending MLS champion, probably the best team in MLS going up against uh, – one of Mexico's uh, most, uh, uh, you know, sort of most, uh, you know, one of the one of the more better financed teams, I guess, in, in the league, if not if not one of the you know, you know, top three for sure. So it's a, uh, you know, you know, the, 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 these are the games called that, that MLS wants to play. I mean, these are the games that they want they want to prove that, that they match up. Yeah, and. Well, I mean, I think that's why eventually if they do, 
if they do go with that proposed cup between Liga MX and MLS, mm-hmm. uh, I do think the more that, like if if they plan it right and if they do it right, uh, and and you have the teams sending their best players or the Mexican team sending, I think eventually the fans will will be accepted. I've seen a lot of, and I've said pushback a bunch of times. I have talked to a lot of Mexico fans and they, they just don't seem to like the idea of competing. But I'm like, it's, it's all headed to this. It's, it's all coming to this, you know, ultimately a lot of those tournaments, they're going to be sponsored here, you know, right. um, which is, and I was talking to, uh, to Romigi Stom. He was, he was in town the other day. He wrote a pretty good article on on Tunes, who's at Galaxy. So he's a young Mexican player who's signed by Man City, and he's on loan to the Galaxy. Um, say kid to, which is ties into what we had been talking about, uh, Yon about about um, Dennis to close, right. and how he's he's poached some youth because, and then we talked about how Galaxy had other Mexican youth. They got the under twenty players already. Uh what is it, Efrain? Right. And then the, the goalkeeper that was at I think at Tigres. So they got two from the under twenty and now they got the under twenty one on Tunis who could be uh in the Olympic squad. Um I way. I went far off. I straight far off. Uh okay. So I was talking to him. I, I almost forgot where I was going. Uh so but, but I mean, who, who, are we, we, who are you talking to? Again, uh, el amigo Tom Marshall. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he, and, and, uh, so anyways, yeah, I was telling him, if, if, if you would have told Mexican fans 20 years ago that the majority, 80% of selección games were going to be played in the U.S., they would have hated the idea or they would have thought it was stupid. And now it's pretty common. It's it's yeah, but it's, it's the, the norm but that, now. But that's the normal for about since at least the mid nineties. But it wasn't as much. Oh, because I got right? to go to games. Yes, I. Before, I remember when they would go to Fresno and they'd go they'd go all over California. But they, but they, they didn't only play go to as often. It was mostly at the Coliseum, and it wasn't that many games. And because and, they don't yeah, start around even the in the eight, and even in the eighty six World Cup, any time they played a friendly, they always played Noah. Always. Yeah, but that was like the one place. Now they're all over, and and it, we could we could like chart the amount of friendlies that they would play in a year, and how many were in the U.S. As opposed to now, where it's like the majority of well, the friendlies geez, are I mean, in the U.S. In, in, in this past World Cup cycle, they they played upwards of like seventy games in the U.S. Mexico. Yeah, seventy. See, but I mean, that that's what I see happening, like with clubs as well, where it's it's. They already play games, but I could see them playing even more. Even well, and anytime more. there's a, anytime there's a fecha FIFA, they always have like like the Socio-Americas Cup and the Copa Aguila. Those are always in the states. You know why doesn't yeah. America why doesn't America go down to Chiapas and play, or, or, or <laughs> why don't they play in in, in uh, Reynosa, or you know over in uh, in, in Saltillo? You know they always they always go to Fresno or to Houston. So I mean, yeah. They, it is. Uh, it, it is nothing. Nothing new. No, but but you would you would see you would when they as friendly as they sort of accept it. But when it's like a 
some type of tournament, if you talk to the fans, they, they just don't seem to want it. They seem to reject it for whatever reason. Well, you know, that's, and that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I don't think the Gold Cup is ever gonna, is ever gonna leave American shores and it's not a, you know, for a whole tournament. Because, because of the it, fact that you can have, you know, Honduras play in Salvador and you can play, you know, in anywhere in the U.S. and it's gonna sell it. And if you play that, if you play that in Guadalajara, you'd have 10 people short. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why the league, the league is, is gonna be, could be that much more better. Because right. it's a more level playing field, and some of these teams are much stronger when they're at home. One thing I will say about Gold Cup that I think that if, if you know if I were given the the opportunity as MLS uh, head honcho for the day, I will I will change Gold Cup to play for each each team in the group to have one home game. So you play a home and away and a neutral. Yeah. And cause, cause you now that would level the playing field massive. Imagine, uh, Mexico having to go to the Cuscatman in June to play a group game instead of, you know, playing, instead of playing them in Kansas City. No, How well, yeah, that, that that, that's why I'm saying League of Nations has the potential to, to become the more exciting of the two tournaments. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because you will have that and, 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 uh, a lot of the games are going to be that much more difficult now. It's going to be more, you know, playing playing the teams like you say, El Salvador, even Guatemala, more more difficult if you travel to their home stadium than you're facing them at the Rose Bowl. Right. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Well, I, I do want to end the show with uh, with a topic that I think is uh, is worth talking about here. Yeah, so I guess we'll see how, how things that play out. But, uh, so Mexico has the Gold Cup this summer, which they're going to have to play their, their top guys. Cause, yes. Cause, uh, daddy needs a trophy, as we know. <laughs> yeah, daddy ain't going to give you the keys to the car unless, unless you bring him a trophy. So my question is, would you send Lainez to the Gold Cup and let him play against Professionals that aren't necessarily, you know, as skilled as what he's seen now in uh, in Spain, but professionals nonetheless. Or would you send him to Poland to play the U the U twenty youth tournament and play against, you know, he'll start and play every every minute of that whole tournament, but against eighteen nineteen years. Oh man, you know, I would send them to the under twenty. You I will send them to the youth tournament just because I feel that they're really going to need it. it. The draw was made. It's a tough group. Um, they're playing Ecuador, who won the who won the regional tournament. And to win it out of South America is extremely difficult. And then they're playing the runner-ups of their respective tournaments, Italy and Japón. And... Uh, I think that Mex team needs a lot of help. Uh, I just don't, you know, just the way CONCACAF could be sometimes, a lot of hacking and stuff. I, I wouldn't want to expose them to that. Yeah, but I mean, no offense, but uh, 
you know, moody 18-year-olds hack just as much as a professional from... No, I know, but it, it could be a little bit more, you know, <laughs> it could be a bit more extreme sometimes, man. Um, but, but I, I would, I would, I would, I would send them to the youth tournament. So, so don't rush them. Don't rush them is what you're saying. Well, well I mean, I don't think it's about rushing him. He's already, he's already at Betis. He could, he could easily play in any team. But I, I just feel that, um, I don't know. To me, that would just be the better option. I don't think, and I don't, I don't think the the senior team, you know, really needs him as much as the under twenty would need him. Where he would be more of a, he would be the no, figura right there. He would be like the leader, huh? That, that, that's exactly my point. So, do you want him to go somewhere where he is going to be the unquestioned central figure of the team, or go somewhere where he is going to play? But yeah. you know, it's probably going to come, you know, be a, a sub in the second half, more than likely. Yeah, and I, w- I would also like to see how he takes on that leadership role. Can he carry that team? You know, mm-hmm. can okay. he carry now, that? Now, now, saying this and knowing uh, the commercial implications of certain things that are involved soccer in this region, do you think that there might be some outside pressure that would consider? Maybe having Diego Linus as part of the roster who plays in the gold. That was, that was my very serious uh, news. <laughs> so, do you think there'll be some, some outside pressure that say, you know, Linus needs to play the gold? No, we need to. We need to put Pretty Boy in all the, in all the posters, in all the promos. Could that be a possibility, Hoy? Yeah, that that could be that could be as well. He's 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 the leading into the next World Cup. He's he's obviously going to be the biggest name. Uh, I was talking with Cheekies in the one of the previous podcasts where oh no, it, it was not with Cheekies. <laughs> I was talking with uh with with our I think it was with our good friends at uh the Pasión 1927. They had their one year anniversary party. And it was in the Ivan from the Eagle Eye podcast was there too and just hanging out. But I was telling him how he could very, he could, I think he already surpassed Chucky as far as the hype and everything. Oh, yeah. I think all eyes, all eyes are now on, on Lainez. I think if there's, if there's a Betis and a PSV game at the same time, I think people would choose the, the Betis game. Yeah, no, I think, uh, well, I mean, that's why it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I personally think he's going to go to the Gold Cup. And I think that it's because, in my opinion, he is, he has outgrown the U20. Oh, definitely. No, he has, he has, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you there, yeah. but I, I would still like to see him with that young group though. And, and just be the leader of that group and see what he could do, you know, uh, where he's the one carrying the whole team as opposed to at the Gold Cup just being like, most likely will be used as a cambio or a super sub. Right. Yeah, that's just mostly just to see how he handles that. 
No, I mean, I, I, I understand, and, and uh, I think that you make you make great. I mean, he made great. You make great arguments. I mean, he kind of already did that at the Blue Ultra in the last year, which is why, you know, I think you know, let let somebody else. But 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 I do think that the commercial implications are something that you don't. Uh, yeah. That you know, people should not underestimate, and uh, and and this is not just coming from from. Uh, you know, Mexico and their sponsors. You know, they're, they're, they'll get pressure from you know the marketers that put together the tournament as well. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, see but, we'll definitely see how that plays out. Yeah, but I, I see this a bit more. It, it's also you, you have some of the old card, and this could be like a sending off for some of those guys. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be uh, you know a team that's going to be heavy on the. Heavy on the dude between 25 and 30. Uh, you know, Giovanni Dos Santos is supposed to have a, uh, a conversation with with uh, your buddy Dennis uh, there in, in LA about uh, maybe not being the designated player anymore. Maybe he's going to get a his, yeah. I, his I think he's about to go way down. Yeah, I think he took the cut, and uh, there was teams willing to pay him in Liga MX, but I guess he chose to stay and and. And um but yeah I, I think he well, you know, they don't, they don't have a Trader Joe's in uh in in in, in Torreon. <laughs> I don't think he would have gone to Torreon. Uh, I think he would have gone to one of the Yeah, there's two teams the he'll play teams. for. He'll play for Rayados or he'll play yeah. for America and that's it. Well, I'm not sure. Huh? Three, 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 why, Rayados, why not, America and that's it. Why not like Cruz Azul, you know? Or or well, I don't I don't think Tigres would take him, but there's I think there's a few that have, you know, might have, cause I mean, look, look, Querétaro did bring Ronaldinho, you know. <laughs> right. So. But that was grouping We, we, we do get, yeah, we, but we do get surprises like that from time to time. I mean, Toros Nessa brought Bebeto, you right. know. So, <laughs> so, so who knows? Uh, he'll end up at Lobos Buap. <laughs> at, uh, Alebrijes, Oaxaca. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, uh, what was, I, I, I think he agreed to the cut because it's, it's already, the league is already starting, uh, this week, I think, right. or next. So I, I, I think he, he came to terms and he, he agreed. He's, he's kept a low profile. I haven't heard much of him. Hopefully he's, he's, uh, you know, hitting it hard with the training. He could be in tip top shape. Laying off the Tommy Burgers, we hope, right? <laughs> he was, he had a, I think he had the tennis. He did the tennis commercial. That's right, that's right. He, he must have had like unlimited pancakes or something there. And then, uh, you know, we can't forget the whole end that, uh, you know, the, the big story out of London uh, today was that uh, West Ham United was going to, uh. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, and frankly, uh, you know, Chicharito had, you know, people think that, you know, Chicharito has not fracasado in any sense of the word. I mean, granted, yeah. I mean, he hasn't had, you know, the best, uh, best couple, but he's been, you know, injured. This, I'm, I'm maybe my excuse, he's had to play very well, but I mean, overall, look at his career. No, he's, had, he's, he's had an outstanding career. He has, I got, like, I got some of his stats. I got, and they're impressive. Uh, here, let me pull them up. Cause I, I posted them on the, 
no, on our Facebook, on our Facebook page, he has, here it is, he scored, he has 50 goals with the national team, so he's the all-time leading goal scorer, having surpassed Borghetti. Uh, he has 50 goals in the Premier League, so he's also the all-time leading goal scorer for Mexicans in EPL. Granted, there hasn't been many, but he still has that record. He, Which I reckon is second place at the Giga Yeah. <laughs> so that I'm pretty sure it might stand. Uh, I guess depending what Jimenez does, but he's still going to be top three. Right. And, and that's still very impressive. Uh, he has four goals in the World Cup. So that's the most any Mexican player has scored in that tournament. Uh, I think there's a bunch of three, but he's still the, the leader in well, goal scoring. Uh, and Matador, five. Matador has four as well? Yeah. Which was this? All four his in France. He scored... He scored two against Korea. He scored one against Holland and one against Germany. You know, I'm, 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 I might not remember who the goalkeeper is in Necaxa in 1992. But I will damn well yeah. remember that facts. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to double check on that. You don't have to double check, Jack. <laughs> you, you can just take my word for it. Okay, uh, well, the, the ones with three are Rafa and Cuauhtémoc. So he's he's still one of the top players, though, uh, and he has 200 goals, career goals, which he has scored in uh, four leagues. Right. So, I mean, he is, you know... He, he, yeah, I mean, in spot duty at Real Madrid, he had, well, like 12 or 13 goals, right, in spot duty? Yeah. Yeah, and that's with him a couple penalties they didn't let him take. Right. <laughs> they were done on him. Okay. Porque los tenía que tomar, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Cristiano yeah. Penaldo. Yeah, and, he had, like, uh, two penalties, I think, or maybe three. season the labor because he had, like, 40-something goals, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, still 200 career goals. Wow. They, you know, I could barely get five at Cascaritas, man. That, that's impressive. And, and, you know, he's done it against top teams. It's not like he only scores against the cheap teams. Right. He scored against, you know, he scored against the best. He, uh, just lost score against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that cracks me up the most. There's like six goals. I remember uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Fox had a Super Bowl, and they started their their day of sports with it was a, a Premier League back when they had the Premier League it was Chelsea against Manchester United, and Chicharito came on as a sub and uh, and then got the time got the tying goal in like the 88th minute. We ended up being three three at Stamford Bridge, and he put the moves on John Terry to Safarse to, to get the, to, to get the, the free header, and yeah. Uh, it was, it was, John Terry just, it was like, he had that look like, I can't believe I just fell for that. And, uh, yeah, he did like a triple, a triple hip, hip move when he got it. And I'm getting the time goal. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's had a great career. And, and if your folks, uh, you know, if, if, if he leaves my show, like, you know, or West Ham rather, so be it, you know, just have, you know, come, you know, come back, uh, come back to this part of the world. And, 
you know, I know that you think he's going to go to MLS. I think he's going to he's going to end up in uh, in Liga MX. Uh, just because, because you know he's you know he's one of the ones that you know he's not like Giovanni he's not like I was one that never played professional in Mexico. He's, no, it's true. Yeah, but he 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 doesn't like Mexican media. He didn't have to. He didn't have to deal with Mexican media. He's gonna have to deal with him on a daily basis, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All the paparazzi, everything. He everywhere he goes, he's gonna be hunted down. It depends on where he goes, dude. Anywhere doesn't matter, man. They, those guys know all the spots. Uh, and and uh, he's having a kid, and his wife is English speaker, man. That, that all, all those signs to me point point to MLS. I think I'm not. I don't know if I don't know if LAFC still has. See, uh, I, I, ju- I just don't think that he's at a point in his career where they're going to make him that crazy offer. I, I, I just don't see it. You know, the folks in Austin would love to have Chicharito here in Austin. Yeah. That would uh that would crack me up. That would be very funny. If that ended up happening. But I, I do think that, that of all the players and I think Guardado also I think that, I mean he's obviously about to stay Guardado's been playing here since two thousand seven. So he's 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 had he's been on a thirteen year career. That he's had in Europe, and still, still playing at a very high, at, at a decently high level, you know, in his in his early thirties, in a position that, you know, frankly, you know, at this point, you know, he's going to have to he's going to have to play contención because that's pretty much all his, all because he, he you know he's he's too slow to be on the outside just because of his age, but he's had a, another another terrific career, another player who I wouldn't I wouldn't shock me at all if he came back and finished it out at all. But you know, for for Chicharro, there was, um, I think Valencia was trying to get him, so he might, you know, remain in Europe. I don't know if the, I don't know if the transfer window has closed. Oh, it has. I mean, nothing will happen with him until until the summer. Okay, then it's until the summer. So yeah, I, I could see him. He's he's MLS bound. Yon, you, you you didn't believe me when I said Vela was was gonna be throwing the first pitch at Doyer Stadium and sitting at the right there at the at the Laker games and and th- there he is, man. So I, I think soon you'll see him and and Chicha pushing strollers in some neighborhood in Brentwood, yeah. Oh, yeah. going going to get some box wine with cheese and crackers or something. You think that they they would drink the bottle of wine if they're going to be in Brentwood, don't you think? They're going to what? They'll be drinking the bottle of wine in Brentwood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm 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 just I'm just imagining stuff, but I definitely see them over here, Yon. Well, I mean, I, I, you make some very strong. Your argument is very strong. It is, and uh, I don't uh, I don't dispute it at all. I think it's a it's a very it's a very attractive uh, offer and lifestyle for 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 Javier's family. I, I just I, I personally believe I think that his family is uh, is is a very a very a very large part of his life. And if he has a chance to you know be with his grandfather or blah 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 etc. Uh, with his you know with his parents and the rest of his they family. will 
two-hour flight, you're on two-hour flight, and it's G5. He just drives down to LAX, and it's two hours later, man. He watches Netflix, and, you know, and he's there before he knows it. No, but, I mean, there's no reason they, they can't move over here. Sure. I mean, uh, I, I, again, I'm not. I'm not uh, I, I just think that that, that that he more than any. And, and again, I'm not going. I'm not going to find fault with his decision. You know, wherever he is. I mean, he may just retire from. You know, you know, could be just done. Which again, I wouldn't put it past me. I mean, the Gold Cup could be successful, and I'm done after this. And then he could do whatever he wants. You know, that that would be that wouldn't shock me either, frankly, if he did that. But. Uh, no, I mean, I mean him. He's, you know, and the the reality is, going is that he's proven over the what nine years he's been in Europe that uh, that I mean, he can he can like you said he he can play anywhere and and, and score against anybody. So you know he 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 may not be done just yet, in, 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 even in Europe. So we'll see how all the, all the again another another you know you know, I, I I will I, I will buy you a I will buy you a a, a chimay if uh, oh if, I look forward I look forward to it Yon. you look forward but, yeah, to it. <laughs> but I do think he's he's starting his family so I do think he's he's gonna be doing that on his own is, but, but you know where does he want his you know where does he want his family to, to live he wants, does he want his family to live in, in, in LA does he want his family to live in Guanacara and, and I'm telling you I think Guanacara When's that? No, he's gonna have that that U.S. passport, on. He's gonna gonna be traveling a lot. What U.S. passport? With his kid, probably be born here. But that, but that doesn't help him. Yeah, but the wifey, you know, she's Australian. That doesn't help him either. Yeah, but but that's that's a good passport to have. Um, I do think she's gonna be making some of these shots, John. And and I do think like you don't think Chichero wears the pantalones in his. Nah, I don't think so, man. Camila Sodi said that she was uh, what was it? Te quedó muy grande la la something. Well, she made this disparaging remark on on Chich. Wow. That's uh, that, that that is very surprising. Yeah, well, it remains to be seen, John. We still got a couple months. Indeed, we do. But we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Well, Joel, we have uh, uh, just you know about ten minutes left before we can wrap it up here tonight. Is there is there uh, yeah. Is there anything else? Anything else you want to get off your chest for? Are there any, are there any, do we have to peel any more layers of your of your chivas onion? No. I, I, I think I, I think we've done a lot of. I think honestly, I think over the years we, I think we made a lot of progress with your with, with, with you and your your chivas fandom since since, since you've been on the Cantina Mikey's podcast. Yeah, it's it's been helpful, but I, I think <laughs> I think we've hit all the all the main topics. Uh, you know, for the day. Right. Yeah. You're saying you're done with me? What is that? Is that, is that, is that 
ya se acabó nomás oh no well, yeah that's that's I don't I don't I don't really so have I'm sitting on the last one. Yeah, I don't know if that's the last one, but I left off where uh, she she the team accepts her as a new coach, and right. they're going, and she's staring at the tunnel because right. the dude Chivo had left. Right. So she's sort of like hoping he maybe he might come back, and then she sees that he doesn't, so she she moves forward. That's right. So it's kind of. Yeah, because the, the previous episode was kind of boring for me. Was that the uh, one where they were at the retreat? The the one with the whole their whole past, you know how they met and all that. Oh yeah, actually, I actually, I actually kind of fast forwarded to that. Yeah, I, I was. I wish I should have done that. Although my and they was just showing all that, and I was like, I was like, did you did you have to wait this long to show me that? Because <laughs> at this point, I, I want to see where the what's going on with the team and not not with that relationship. Right, right. But you know, it was ahead. It showed some of the dynamic of uh, of, of how she how she became who she was. And, yeah, you know, etc. So that, that was that was kind of cool. The, uh, the, the there were two scenes that I really liked in this uh, in, in this season. The first one was when 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 Chava realizes that they could be the villains, become the la, 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 la peste negra. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're talking to. Uh, to uh Potro about uh about the dark arts he goes he goes Chala Argentina I just said <laughs> Yeah that that was funny. He's teaching them how to fake <laughs> fake falls and yeah, fake that injuries part, and all that. That part killed us. <laughs> that was brought that and then the scene where uh, the uh the religious guy runs across the coals. And he's burning. He's just like standing there because he's like he wants to, you know, pay his penance. Yeah. And and, and 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 they become they become a team by 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 peeing up the fire on his feet. Oh, that's right. That's and one of them says, "This is team building." That's right. <laughs> or team bonding or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just just <laughs> those those two scenes were absolutely absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a pretty good before. show for those that haven't seen it. It's on Netflix, Club de Cuervos, and they make fun of Mexican soccer. A lot of the things that happen in Mexican soccer, they, you know, they, they make fun of that stuff. For example, how Ronaldinho ended up in Querétaro, small town, saying they're a small town, Nuevo Toledo, and they end up signing a, a, a Barcelona player in Aitor, who's like supposed to be this diva. That parties a lot, and it's it's basically the same thing. Uh, at the at the, the first seasons, they they really they really poked fun of Chivas, and uh, one of the things that that Vergara used to say when when they first took over the team, how they were going to be the best team in Mexico in five years, and and um, Club de Cuervos, they used to talk about their eight year plan. So it's a lot. It's a lot like. Uh, you, you know, it's pretty obvious a lot of the things that that come out in the show. They even had a players union spearheaded by Rafa Marquez, which was hap- which which did happen in real life though later on, the player union with Rafa Marquez. So yeah, there that show's done some pretty funny stuff. No, it has. It was it was very well done and uh, you know, it's obviously gonna launch some 
some careers for, for a few actors that have, uh, Oh yeah, that Chava guy, he's done a lot of, he's done the, the Verizon commercials. And, uh, they did like a short, it's on, you can find that on Facebook. It's, it's sort of like the Devil's Wears Prada. Right. Where he comes to New York and he's working, and he's working for this fashion company. And it's, it's like very similar to that movie. It's like a, maybe 10 minutes or less. Oh, so they probably cut it out. It was probably for through the quarters. They probably cut it out. No, it's, they just did like a little. I don't know if it's a promo. I don't know what's it supposed to be. It just surprised me. I saw it on, on Facebook. Oh, well, he's also in a movie called uh, No Santa Familia and Nona, which is outstanding. If you have a chance to watch oh, it. Oh, I need to. Yeah, I need to see it. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, that guy has really good timing. I watched it. A lot of his jokes. <laughs> I watched it with my sister and, uh, in fact, actually, uh, Moises is in that movie too. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the uh, the guy that you know. He's the the servant son that that the that the Fidesz girl's been flirting with her whole life. That when the shoes on the other foot, now you know he's the one that is. You know, it's a good little dynamic they have too. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a good movie. I recommend it. But for any of you who hasn't, okay. anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, I mean, just, keep an movie. eye out for that. It's on, it's on Amazon if you're, if you're an Amazon person. So. Well, Joel, I guess we'll, I uh, will go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you know, we, we, what we should have done, Joel, is, uh, and maybe this is something that we can do, uh, we, we should have, uh, 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 maybe just a show to, to talk exclusively about Club de Cuervos. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't know, did you ever watch Oz when it came out? No, I, I I never got to yeah. see it. But when all this was out, it was it was like a soap opera for men. I mean, the, 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 after ever, and that was back in the day when they didn't have it on demand. Watch it whenever you wanted. You know, it was on once a week, and uh, you know you you planned your night or whatever it was around watching the show, and then the next day you sit there and talk to your friends about it for an hour. Uh, so it was like it was like a it was like a mellow, you know, just a melodrama for men, even though it was set in prison. But that's kind of how, you know, maybe we should have a conversation like that with, uh, you know, Blue the Cuervos or Game of Thrones. You know, if we could combine Game of Thrones with Blue the Cuervos talk, I think that's, you know, they're, they're, they're very similar, I think. And, uh, in, in, in power structures. Mm. See, now, if, if I were in college, I would, I would, I would write a paper comparing the two. <laughs> Your dissertation? Yeah. It gives you some ideas. Yeah. Well, Juan uh, thank you very much for joining us here on the uh, Making podcast. Yeah, thank you, John. Anytime. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, I felt like I was home and I had all my stuff in front of me. I didn't get a chance to, to play all of my uh, all of my little uh, soundbites, but I, you know, uh, yes. I, I can't not play. You know, have everything set up if, if we don't if we don't if we don't at least play this one. Yeah, we'll have to. And and who and 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 far be it for me to end the podcast without at least playing one of these. Like I feel, I feel, I feel rude that I didn't play it earlier. <laughs> it's a, it's it is it, it is not good for me.
But frankly, you know, we just haven't had the conversations to where I can put my absolute favorite derogatory voices. No, he, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just, we're I mean, heading. We're too serious, Juan. We'll, we're too serious. But you will soon, because we're heading into the next Jornada Nueve. And, and we're at the halfway mark of the league, and there'll be plenty, plenty to talk about. There will be. There will be indeed. And, uh, and of course, as, as my season winds down, uh, there'll be much more time to, uh, to uh, be much more attentive. Uh, before I go home, have you put in, uh, are you going down to San Diego for the game? Because you're really down, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure yet. I, I talked with Profe Cambia Rayas. Uh, oh, yeah, so I don't but, know. But next time when you go, don't, uh, you know, don't, don't leave at six expecting to get there. Oh, well, that was, that was Profe. That was Profe's fault. I'm always early. That is, that is, that is, that is, that is a, poor, poor form. No, I, I always get there early because, uh, I like to go and 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 talk to uh, the Mexico fans and talk to some of the groups that hang out in the parking lot. Right. And then, of course, you want to get there in time to uh, no, no, to to get no, some no. of the hors d'oeuvres set up because, no, no. man, you think journalists aren't well paid, man? They they go through that food, man. You think I was at a refugee camp? I think they're, doesn't they're like last packs, long. They're like packs of wild dogs. They are, man, and they, I even see them like, like stashing some of the food, like getting extras, you know. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't say it because I've seen you put, put hot dogs in your pocket. No, it was, it was uh, cookies. Was it cookies? Oh, well, that's, it was cookies. It was I can't, I can't, I can't make fun of you for the cookies. <laughs> make fun of you for the cookies. Yeah, because over at, uh, I remember at the Coliseum, it was like, it was, it was like, uh, like we were at a 10 year old's birthday party. It was hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah, chicken tendies, mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but, but, so, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, it's not well, to the end of the month. It's not like they serve us a prison sandwich with, the, you know, the warm food. No, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, I'm not too hyped over it, but I, a ver que. A ver que I'll see, I'll see what happens there. Alright. Fair enough. Now, one last question on when, when you go to these groups. Do what? Do they offer you, do they offer you a beer? Do they offer me what? Do they offer, do they, do they offer you a beer? Oh yeah, all the time, man. And, and <laughs> beer, food, uh, you know, drink. Canitas, are they making canitas? Do they have canitas available? Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, taco, ceviche, tequila. What was the last taco The last taco I had? Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, um, it was, it was a fish taco. Oh, man, if I had the, a fish taco, that, that just, it's just sad. Really? I'm on the yeah. talk. I, I, had, I, had, I had gringo nachos for, 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 for that. <laughs> so, you know, I would, uh, I would uh, play this for the both of us. Anyway, 
fish tacos. No, actually, fish tacos are fine. But the last taco I had was, uh, was actually way from it. It was like a, like a, like a, like a dinga with, uh, with, uh, with uh, and cheese and something like that. Oh, that, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Well, anyway, hold on. Uh, we're, we're, we're digressing. Yes. Here, we're trying to, <laughs> it's, it's like we're, like, Tina, no, you get off the phone. No, you get off. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, hold on again. Thanks very much for, uh, for participating. Yeah. And, and thanks to everyone for listening here on the Computer Methods Podcast. We appreciate y'all, uh, uh, listening to us. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we actually, uh, uh thank you for the folks who have given us reviews and we do take those, uh, very seriously. We, uh, any, uh, any, any comments, suggestions, uh, praises, uh, criticisms, uh, we certainly, uh, uh, we will, uh, we take everything into consideration. So we do thank the folks who have uh, taken the time to give us a review. If you want to review us, please do so on iTunes or on Google Play. We're on both. And of course, you can uh, listen to this in uh, previous editions of our podcast on those, as well as on our YouTube page. If you want to subscribe to our YouTube page, you know when we're going to be on live, uh, we will, uh, we can, we can do that for that as well. But my name is John Chigou. We will probably talk to you guys in the next few days. And you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the soccer this weekend. And we will talk to you later.